Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's featured message. Hi, this is Nick Coya with the Portage County Safety Council and the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, and we're recording live today after one of our monthly meetings. And we are joined by Gabe and Tony from Ving. Welcome, both of you. Thanks so thank much for having us today. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out and presenting today. It was a great presentation, really useful information for our council members. And we thought this was a great opportunity to talk about that presentation and, you know, recap this for those that couldn't be here. Sure. And we also have Mike here today from the Safety Council. Mike, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Hey, Mike's usually hiding back there behind the computer, but he might jump in on this today a little bit. So our presentation that you gave today was really about millennials. So Gabe, tell me, you've worked for Ving for a little while now. What makes Ving a great place to work as a millennial? Well, first off, just about everything that I do is on the computer. So, I mean, that's fantastic right there, that piece of technology. Not only that, but everything that I'm doing with scheduling is on there. And when I'm interacting with anybody, we have video meetings that's also done on the computer. It's very inclusive as well, everybody that works there. So I'm, you know, working a little bit with sales. I'm working a little bit with, say, the IT department. I get to work with, you know, Tony and everything that he's doing, you know, making those, uh, you know, decisions on anything we're carrying out. So that's actually really nice, too, because then I get to see each part of the company. I get to be involved in that a little bit while still doing exactly what's needed for me. Yeah, so it sounds like you get to be involved in different areas, which allows you to expand. Mm -hmm. It's not the same mundane thing up here every day. Never. And, you know, that's an office setting, but that can easily be applied to a factory setting, too. You know, I don't have to punch widget A all day. We can do a little job rotation, a little different experience, and that's part of that engaging the millennial. Mm -hmm. And and really specifically today, we were looking at how do we engage them in training. And, Tony, you have a little background in education. Uh, Yeah, I've actually spent a large part of my career in corporate education, so corporate training, working with people on the front line, working with people up and down the corporate ladder in developing change management programs as companies evolve into different markets and different offerings, and then bringing people along so that they can, you know, engage with the new path of the company, train them on the new skills that they need, those kinds of things. So being the CEO of Ving, this is a really great fit. I mean, this, this is your background, your meat and potatoes. Now you're able to deliver that as an amazing product to people. Yeah, absolutely. And combining the whole methodology and the pedagogy around engaging an audience in a training or education environment has been a big foundation for the development of the technology called Ving. And a big part of my career, even with prior company turning technologies, doing the polling with audience response, it's all about how do you engage an audience in either a synchronous mode in the classroom or externally decentralized in the field in an asynchronous environment. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But when we get to the millennial generation, it becomes even more important that we learn how to integrate technology into these environments to engage them uh, throughout their learning experiences. You know, and you gave a lot of great examples today. But in this short podcast, if you had to pick really two basic practices or even more elaborate practices, but what two practices would you tell a company on the street today, go back and implement this to start moving in the right direction? I think the two that I'd focus in on don't even involve technology at all. They involve how you as a leader of your company set up the environment for knowledge transfer. So one of those things is just recognizing the methodology behind knowledge transfer between generations or any group of people. If you put two people together in the same room and expect them to share knowledge between each other to learn a particular task, whether it's in construction, manufacturing, transportation, no matter what industry you're in, 
you need to make sure you set the environment up correctly. So one tip in this particular way would be to say, hey, Tony, I want you to go train this new person that's coming on the job. They're a millennial. Um, but what I really want you to do is pick a low risk task, something that's easy for you to relate to the both right. of you so that the other individual knows nobody's going to get hurt if they do this wrong. They're not going to make the end product wrong. It's just about getting to know each other and getting to know it's okay to ask questions. And then right. from there, step it up, make it more complex, go to a higher risk tasks. And by the time you get to that higher risk task where somebody could get hurt if they do it incorrectly, you've already established some trust and foundation of Q&A between each other, that the knowledge transfer between those two people and across that generational gap is no problem. So literally, make sure you set the foundation with common tasks, work your way up to the more risky tasks. The second thing is make sure that the people know that it's bi-directional coaching, mentoring. And so what I mean by that is when you pick your mentor, your subject matter expert of Gen X or Baby Boomer or whatever they are, you say, okay, you're going to go work with this other individual. I want to make sure that you understand that it's not just about you saying, hey, you come do this and spew information and then walk away. That's old school. We really need to make sure that you're setting it up in a way that, that you stop. You ask the other person questions. You ask them for feedback. Hey, what do you think about this process? Have you done this at your prior job? How did you do it there? What would you change up about this? It doesn't mean you have to go immediately implement everything that they suggested, but it does show a sense of respect that you're willing to learn from them and you're expecting them to learn from you. It sounds like it really becomes relational. And from my research of engaging millennials from a safety standpoint, that's what I found. There's a lot of research that says it's about mentoring and the mentoring is a product of their environment that they grew up in. You know, one of the things that I always say, one of the, the most common things that I heard, you know, back in the 80s was children are seen, not heard at the kitchen table, right? That was the rate, how they were raised. Today, even myself, my kids are part of that dinner conversation Absolutely. every night. Right. And so it's, it's a different environment and we have to figure out how that works and transfers to the workplace. And that's about mentoring and not just saying, thou shalt do this. It is, hey, how do we accomplish this? Here's what I've had in my experiences. Do you have any feedback on it? That bi-directional becomes Absolutely. huge. And I don't care how routine the task is. You might be working on a manufacturing line, you know, creating a product after product after product by the hour. You know, it's a quantity, quality job, right? Right. But there's still things that you can engage on throughout the process. They may not even have to do with making that particular piece. It might have to do with ergonomics. And man, no wonder your legs are getting tired. I saw you're, you're not even standing on the mat that we gave you to stand on. You know, these are things outside. So, so people have to take the blinders off and say, oh, Stop looking at, well, our environment's different. There, it really isn't about creativity because they do the same thing all day long. Look around you. Look at the environment. Look at how there's all different things that you can talk about to increase the value of the coaching and the mentoring. Well, you know, one of the things I found with millennials, and, and Gabe, I think you might you know, even agree with this, we're willing to work for a little less money to be in an environment that fits our desires. Yes, I'd agree, 100%. Yeah, it's no longer about the almighty dollar. It's about, yeah, I'll make two bucks an hour less if I'm going to be in an environment that is supportive, engaging, and really meets my mindset. I think eventually it's about the dollar. <laughs> right. Eventually it does. <laughs> As you grow and you need a house or apartment or car or kids and family and house, this is true. But I absolutely agree with you on your starting point. Right. When I graduated from college, it was about get the job and get the highest paying job you could get. Right. And I hope you like it. <laughs> right. 
Now, when this generation today is graduating, it's what do you want to do? And we see a lot of people making choices based upon what they want to do versus that first paycheck. Right. Eventually, the two intersect somewhere because of your lifestyle needs to change. and, And it's okay for that. Also, your skills develop. Right. And you become more valuable to an organization. And with that, you know, the millennial perspective on training is a little different. So, Gabe, what are you looking for as a millennial when it comes to tools and training? Convenience, 100%. I mean, if you have something that you can take with you, you can do it on your own time. You can do it when you need to. That's going to be great for me in particular, not wondering, you know, when is it coming? Now it's here. Now I've got to sit here for, say, an hour and a half. If it's something shorter, that's fantastic. You know, that's always great to me. Something that I can, you know, really choose when I do it, how much that I'm consuming of that training. That's even, you know, even better than that. So that's, for me in particular, you know, it's just my one millennial self. It's all about the convenience. Yeah, absolutely. I think he touched on something very important there. It's a generation of on-demand. Right. Right. If I I don't want to, oh, this isn't even scheduled until Friday afternoon. I go to that training. Well, I kind of need it now because this generation grew up as in the information in their back pocket. Right. Exactly. I, I get it when I need it. Yeah. We had a great question today at the workshop and somebody said, well, what if they're not allowed to use their devices and things like that during specific times of the day because of their work environment? Well, that's very true. Don't use your phone while you're driving. Don't text and drive. Don't work on your phone while you're operating dangerous machinery on the shop line. But set aside certain times where it's acceptable for somebody to get information on demand to do a better job, right? Right. And set times where it's not acceptable. Well, you know, there was a great article recently in the Wall Street Journal just about that because we're in an environment today where employment um, numbers are hard to gather, right? People are working. They're looking for workers. But they can't find them. And so we got into this dollar bid. But the Wall Street Journal found, and they went out to some manufacturing firms and said, what are you doing differently? Because you're not doing this dollar battle. And what it came down to is they've created these environments to support that type of environment you just discussed. They revamped their whole break room and put in Wi-Fi spots and phone chargers and said, here's what we're offering you. Yeah. And and that has been more important and, and a, a stronger factor in retaining those employees than it was um, just playing this dollar game all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you even see that with remote work now where a lot of technology allows us to work from home or different things. And some of the old school people that can't handle it are saying, listen, hey, you need to be here. Why do I need to be there? You know, uh, my wife works for a a financial institution. I won't name the name, obviously. But they actually, uh, just for sake of space and hire new staff and found out they were leasing furniture and different things, said, okay, we're going to let you work from home like two days a week, whatever it is. And they found out productivity actually increased. And so then they said, you know what? No one has to work. We can get, we can, we can go all the way in there. If you have to come in, you can, but just go work from home. And production yeah. continually is, is sustained now at the higher level just from allowing a millennial or non-millennial, no right. matter what generation they're from. But productivity, surprisingly, and the old way of doing things, I think that's the trap we get into, right? Is yeah. Well, this is the, what we're trying to fit. How do I reach a millennial within our current system? Maybe your system hasn't changed. Like exactly. you said, you're running a machine. Mm-hmm. What about the 10 minutes before? Right. What What about, you know, how do we how do we rearrange how we do life and business and how we do training instead of just trying to fit it in the current system that we're struggling to keep the machine running? Absolutely. And so this has changed our culture of training, you know, back to this topic of we had today of, you know, engaging and training not only millennials, but how do we mentor from that baby boomer and Gen X piece down to them? The whole environment has changed and we have to look at it differently. 
So, you know, as we kind of close this up today, do you think millennials are the problem or is it really just an environment issue that is changing that we're working with? Uh, I think part of the problem is, you know, if, if, if you're talking about it and you put up like a wall, you're putting up a uh, barrier, you know, between generations, I think that's the starting problem is thinking that it's there instead of actually going out there and, you know, interacting with somebody else, you know, a Gen Xer, a baby boomer, millennial, whoever that might be, you know, get rid of that fear and break those walls. Be the one that breaks those walls instead of, you know, just talking about them and wondering and sitting and waiting. Um, you know, I think that's part of the problem really is it just not experiencing that because there is a lot of information to be shared between generations and should be shared that everybody can, you know, benefit from, especially, you know, from a millennial to a Gen Xer to a baby boomer and backwards. Yeah, absolutely. So. I put, I believe it's a generalization problem and that happens mm-hmm. a lot in our, doesn't matter what age you are or what you're looking at. We see one bad apple, we generalize yes. to whatever that is. Right. We see one humorous millennial skit or we see a group of millennials doing something. We generalize the whole generation. Well, I know for fact that there's certain people, no matter what generation we're in, deserve to be in that category of overgeneralized. But then there's another group of people, I don't care what generation you're in, but since we're talking about millennials, I guarantee you, you if you look a little bit closer, you will find way more people that want to work hard. They want a great job. They want to contribute. They want to be a value add to your company. You're going to find more people in that millennial category that are eager to help succeed than you are the ones that are just don't even want to be part of it. Are you finding these tools then working well, not only for the millennial generation, but working for all the other generations? Absolutely. I mean, there's, I, I don't know exactly what the statistic is, but it's some crazy statistic about how many people of any generation, whether you're 90 or 15, have a web-enabled mobile device in their pocket or an arm's length away from their chair. It literally is everywhere. So when we say this is a digital world for the millennials, it's a digital world, folks, for everyone out there. My mom's in her 70s on Facebook. Yeah, there you go. And I see her like attacks of every picture I've had in the last 10 years. Like, why do I have 65 notifications? It's mom being bored. The fact of the matter is we all don't know the rules for all the technology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. All right. Well, Tony, Gabe, thank you so much for A, coming out to the Safety Council and also for doing this podcast with us. You guys have been great supporters of Portage County Safety Council and safety in general. We appreciate all your hard work that you do in the community. And uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. All right, everyone be safe out there. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.